0: Listening to Sibling Talk, commentary from a progressive point of view. Now, here are your hosts, John Paulette and Mary Jo Tumer. Hello, I'm John Paulette.
1: And I'm Mary Jo Tumer.
0: You know, Mary, I don't know if you'd remember a singer named Dale Hawkins. He was a rockabilly singer, not as well known now, but a great one, amazing singer and he had a song uh, that is probably better known for the number of covers that were done uh, of it. Uh, The song was called Suzy Q and the Rolling Stones did a cover on, I think about their first album. Creedence Clearwater had a pretty good song. I think it was their first hit. Uh, the Everly Brothers did it. Jose Feliciano did it. Uh, if I uh, Bobby Darren did it uh, at one point. So Susie Q was a, a popular song to cover. And I'm going to cover it today. Uh, but I'm going to change the lyrics just a little bit. And I'm going to sing, oh, Margie Q, oh, Margie <laughs> Q, baby, I love you. Margie Q, right? Is that, so this is, is this was
1: a great um Cultural walk for all of our listeners under 55, maybe. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Everybody else, uh, you know, both of our listeners under the age of uh, 55 uh, (laughs) said, what could he possibly be uh, talking about? But it calls to mind. I know she doesn't go by Margie. She's Marjorie. But she is, I got to tell you, I think she is really cute and not in appearance, not the way she works, but in the way she constructed that speech yesterday to carefully parse. I did not say the word QAnon while I was a candidate and during the time I was actually in my district and the sun was out. I mean, everything was carefully parsed to try and give this weird analogy. We haven't had that kind of careful talk since Bill Clinton talked about Monica Lewinsky.
1: <laughs> I have been thinking about the Republican Party. And I, as everyone who listens knows, I am not a Republican, but um, I am wondering how it is that the, the uh conservative movement, which has found its political voice in the Republican Party, saves itself from what's happening right now. So I, w- my, I, I think I texted you, I said, maybe we should have a conversation in which we try to understand what has happened and how we are where we are, because the Republican Party has given us the likes of Donald Trump and Marjorie or as Joy Reid was calling her, Margie Q. Taylor. And um, they created the monster. They don't know what to do with the monster or how to tame the monster. And that has consequences for uh, the body politic. So I don't know if you've seen um, Ben Sasse's statement that he made, I think it was like on YouTube or something. Because he's being censored by the Republican Party in Nebraska. And he, you know, said this, it's not conservative what you all are doing. We don't give fealty to a, one person. And um, we believe in preserving the Constitution and the constitutional government. And this is not conservatism. I thought, it's true what you're saying, Ben, and we need you. But... You said that today. Why didn't you say that a year ago? This is the thing I think what's super hard for Democrats to kind of wrap their brains around, which is right now you're asking us to save you from something you knew that was bad. You knew it was poison. You knew it was cancer. You did nothing for four years, and now you're saying... um, You have to help us. Exactly. Isn't that what happened yesterday? McCarthy couldn't get control of Margie Q. And so the Democrats have to do it for him. Pelosi has to do it for him. So you continue to create grievance and enmity among the Democrats while you know that it is not good for representative government to have people of her ilk. It's a a bad situation we've been put in. We, meaning the country. Well, it's a terrible
0: situation because, truth of the matter, I'm not a Republican. You're not a Republican. We're not conservative. But both of us recognize this country is better off with two strong functioning parties. Democracies work that way. A good Republican party, along with a good Democratic party, is the way that we work. We don't have that right now. We have Ben Sass, pretty principled guy. We have Doug Ducey. We have people at state levels being censored because of what uh, what they said censured. I'm sorry, not censored. Uh, we have the Republican Party actually taking a vote on their third per- person in power, uh, a venerable person in the Republican Party. They did not remove her from her seat but they did take a vote on it, but they could not bring themselves to even take a vote on Margie Q. They couldn't take any step. And now they are flailing about, show you, you know, what kind of trouble they are. They're like a fish, you know, that you pull out of the water and it's flopping (laughs) around on the deck. It really is. And I'll prove it to you. Kevin McCarthy, my God, man. A QAnon. I don't even know how to pronounce it. I don't even know what it is. Well, Kevin, then you're not eligible to be in public life if you ain't even following the news. And the truth of the matter is, Kevin, that's a lie. And then for you to go all Joe McCarthy, I have a list of Democrats who probably ought to be removed from their committee. No, Kevin, if you have any Democrat who says that the Speaker of the House or any other leading figure should be shot in the head. Bring them out. I'll vote with you, Kevin. Hell, I'll send you a check.
1: So there's two really interesting things that we're talking about here. And one is kind of the philosophical reason on why you need to have um, parties on different ideological ends. I mean, that's kind of the dialectic, right? Whereas we push and pull against each other on policy to get to the best policy. Right now, because the Republicans have been so uh, discredited, and they did not in the four years that they really owned everything, except eventually the House of Representatives, didn't govern at all. They passed a tax cut. And um, destroyed the immigration system, destroyed OSHA stuff like that. But in terms of like big policy stuff, they didn't do anything. So they didn't move the country forward. So
0: we, excuse me, I think we're back. It. You're disregarding Infrastructure Day, right?
1: Oh, I forgot that yeah, yeah. that was Infrastructure sorry, Day. <laughs> but we're, we're, you know, we didn't have the push me pull you of uh, that we're seeing right now on the COVID relief bill. Like, how big should the checks be? Should there be checks? What do we do with um, student debt that's that's what the government is supposed that's what the legislature is supposed to do and conservatives and Democrats are supposed to fight that stuff out to get to the good stuff and that I think is an important thing that's being lost as the Republicans go into whack job territory and the only voice for that moderate conservative voice is in some way Democrats. It's the Joe Manchins because the other folks, Portman, Susan Collins, they have no credibility because they didn't stand up against Trump when they had the chance. So you listen to, and we're gonna pick on Rob Portman again, you know, hand-wringing that he is, I don't even listen to him anymore. Who cares? Because why couldn't you at some point say these are about Trump and all of this stuff. These are not conservative values. It almost feels too late right now. Don't you think?
0: I I think it does. And I, I mean, you ask a really good question about why philosophically does this, is this two party, this dialectic so important? And I think... Part of the answer is, I think the United States, the people of the United States, largely the vast majority, want to be a centrist country. We don't want to be an extremely liberal country. We don't want to be an extremely conservative country. We know those parts exist, and we know, as you pointed out, that it is the dialogue that exists between those two groups that get us to the the middle. And I mean, I'd point to another place that we forget that our democracy was in tremendous danger was when Roosevelt was becoming president, FDR. The economic crisis was so bad and what was happening across around the world were fascists, uh, you know, Hitler, so forth coming to power. Roosevelt really feared whether or not we could maintain the democracy. He used liberal ideas, but the result of the New Deal was not a democratic socialist country. It was some moderate choices. We're going to take care of our old people. We're going to get people back to work. The government is going to become active. And I think most Americans would say now the things the New Deal created. That's very centrist. I mean, Dwight Eisenhower firmly endorsed all those policies. And I'm going to the point that this is the failure of the Republicans, is the failure to know that what this country wants is for you to guys go in, knock heads with the Democrats for a little while, and come out with a centrist answer.
1: So, So that leads me to my other point, which is, the moral equivalency that that McCarthy and the Republicans are trying to to manage the dialogue around. And what I mean by that was when he holds his list and he goes, oh, Democrats have done just as bad things." I don't know who he's talking about. He probably doesn't know who he's talking about either. But as Democrats, we need to be very careful. And and I'm not talking about Democrats, but moderate Republicans as well. To not allow that to happen, because otherwise you are failing to call out the extremism that has overtaken the Republican Party. So I think their fear of calling out Trump and their fear of calling out, you know, Margie Q and the whole other, you know, world, <laughs> like crazy world that it is. This is the tr- This is what Fox News is doing, right? Is saying, well, she's no different than. AOC, or the, the example they gave was um, what's her name that, you know, that said that um, it's about the Benjamins baby. Yeah. Do you remember yeah, that? And then the, she had to apologize about being anti Semitic. And they, they had a vote on the floor. Nancy Pelosi pushed that vote to say there is no place in this house for those views. That's not the same thing that just happened with Margie Q. You know, she gave her where, where, where. I wasn't aware. What was even the word she used? Like somehow QAnon came into her house. She didn't invite them. Yes, they made her think things that she didn't really want to think, and now she knows. She
0: I know. Think. I
1: that's how I, I heard. Think this her.
0: is the quote: "I was made to believe these things by by QAnon." really exactly. okay resign from your office i do not want a congresswoman who was made to believe things by by facebook and you're exactly
1: and this is what where i don't agree with you because i don't think she should be made to resign she was voted in by those voters in georgia they need to own that and the republican party needs to own that they have spent the last now 3 years making aoc and Omar and all those—the face of the Democratic Party—and we're like, yeah, they're on the far left of the Democrats. They're Democrats. Some of the stuff is okay. You know, they Republicans need to own her because they refuse to do anything about her, and that district needs to own her. If we're ever going to like get the the um, the infection out, we have to figure out how to do that. The Democrats kick her out. All you've done is create another martyr, don't
0: you think so? Yeah, I know you're exactly right, and you're now right. Just like Lauren Boebert out in uh, Colorado needs to be owned. Mm-hmm. Mo Brooks, I, I'll put a lot of them who are clever enough not to say some of the stuff that March C. says. But Matt Gates, uh, you know these kind of uh, kind of people. Louis Gomer, These are people. That the Republicans, here's where I agree with you. Yes, say this is the face of our party. The face of our party is not Ronald Reagan. It is not Dwight Eisenhower. Frankly, it's not Mitt Romney. It's not any of those people. This is who we are. We're the Margie Q party. Maybe change that uh, that's that's change that R. That's what I you know do. where it says like R from Ohio. Change that to Q. We have D from Cleveland, and Q from Georgia.
1: So did you see that Nancy Pelosi did that after McCarthy? Oh, name? did she? He was really mad I about did, it. <laughs> she did. Don't <laughs> you love
0: when Nancy gets a little snarky? Oh, yeah.
1: And he was so yeah. mad about it, too. She was like, Q, California. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. I, you know, the final thing on oh. that, and I, I want to warn Kevin about this. When your last name is the same last name as Joe McCarthy, one of the most discredited <laughs> men in history. Do not reevoke a speech he gave in West Virginia where he said, I have a list. Don't do that, okay? Now, I know exactly. most of, and I'll be right out front, most of the idiots that follow you don't know those parts of history But many Americans do. And all we think is, Kevin, just wait. Someday you're going to be sitting in a hearing and somebody very wise and serious is going to say, after all this, Mr. McCarthy, have you no sense of decency? Oh, and I'm going to love that.
1: I I hope. I I hope you're listening. All right, John, have a great weekend. Talk to you. Bye.
0: Sibling Talk is a JMP
1: production, theme song by David Paulette.